Hi and welcome to The Practice Gap, the podcast for closing the gap between the practice you have and the one that you want. I'm Elizabeth, a chiropractor, a business owner, coach and entrepreneur on a mission to help you move from frustration and overwhelm to clarity, focus and joy in practice. Hi and welcome back aboard Fosli Jensen. Good to be back. I'm so excited to dive even deeper into patient communication. So, in this episode, we are going to talk a little bit about, this is for the more advanced, this is like when you've actually done some communication skills training and uh, you worked on, you know, all the things from the other episode and you've been working on it a little bit, Mm. and then you come into the difficult patient and when I say difficult as an example how do I handle the patient who comes in she's super skeptical she's coming to me I'm only here because my friends said I had to go I've had this pain for so long I'm so so sick of tired of treatments I'm sick of tired of the pain and I kind of don't even want to be here yeah my parents sent me or knob (laughs) <laughs> sent me yeah where yeah. do i even start where do we even start and um i think we can do this episode very practical then uh, and i'm glad you say that this is sort of for advanced the reason we say that is that nothing of what we'll talk about today will work unless we have a foundation that is the basic communication skill that we already talked about but when we have that even that is sometimes not always enough And that's when it's good to have some tools that we can add on top of that. And that's something that I've been thinking about. And uh, maybe we could try to structure that into four tips in a way. Okay. Four tips when you're stuck with a patient. Yeah, more or less. Yeah. And it's too late when you're stuck. You have okay. to. You have. To, yeah, yeah, yeah. So we start. We start straight Before, away. Yeah. So earlier we talked about the importance of greeting the patient, maybe know their name and present yourself, apologize for waiting, and have some kind of small talk. Not everyone is open for that for small talk, for example. So what I suggest then is, uh, as soon as you've sat down. I and this isn't I don't have any articles on this this is how I do it in my practice Uh, some of your listeners have other ways of saying that feel happy to send them to us or at least make your own phrases or use use your own words so now I'll just explain how how I ask my patients a few things Uh, one of the first thing I say as early as I can when I understand that they would rather be really rather be somewhere else than in my office I tell them Okay, I've seen in my notes here that you've been, you've had this headache for weeks and months now. And I can also see that you've had some other pains. Since this is supposed to be a cooperation between you and me, there has to be some kind of balance between us. So, and since I know a bit about what you've been at least going through, the fir- my first question is, what do you want to know about me? Hmm. And... The reply will normally come in two categories. Either they'll know a little bit, but they're normally, I'm a pediatrician, so the youths and youngsters normally aren't that interested. So they'll say, yeah, well, you're a doctor, aren't you? Or, yeah, we've heard that you worked with these kind of problems before. And then we can acknowledge that by saying, yeah, okay, yeah, so you you come prepared. Mm, I like that. Yeah, I like that. 
So we can acknowledge him for that. Or they'll say, when I say, so what do you want to know about me? Or what do you know about me? They'll say, nothing. And then we'll say, well, then it's pretty courageous of you to come. Mm. And the signal is simple. And I think it's just fair. We want to be able to ask them very specific questions and uh, just to show that we're on the same level here you can ask me and they're not real not that interested they'll say something yeah you you are a doctor aren't you have you seen this before maybe how long you've worked it something like that mm. but it's just opening up that space that i find giving then i often ask them because i'm afraid they've often been to other healthcare professionals a lot of them and by definition since there's a sick and tired of everything not everything has go as gone as hope and of course i'm worried that i'll, I'll step into some of the same faults that my colleagues have done and um, to ask that and also show them that we are i'm not perfect either I ask them a very specific sentence, and that sentence I'm actually practiced. What I'm, what we're looking for is, we're looking for, is there any minds we could step on? Mm-hmm. Except that we don't use those words because that is aggressive language, and we should stay away from that simply because when you use language like that, like uh, minds or bullet points or other war rhetoric words, we know that at actually affects our own empathy mm. and instead we want to use words that strengthen the relationship so I'll, I'll ask them before we start let me just ask you is there anything i can say or do that will not strengthen your trust in me and often they'll say what, 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 what was that and i'll just repeat it is there anything i can say or do that will not strengthen your trust or faith in me and it's simply because if they because they'll say yeah if you say this is just only in my head then we'll then we're out of here <gasps> then we can say yeah okay thanks for saying that i won't say that then okay and it, it's simply because i know that there are things that can be hard to talk about so so you ask them to say uh to say the thing that you shouldn't say yep yep perfect simple and you said no or they don't want to hear again or they oh, wouldn't yeah. like to hear or and they'll say yeah no i don't think so and then we could just say okay but if i should if you can notice that i'm sort of approaching something that you think i'm not <laughs> that's not helpful give me a hint mm-hmm. and then we have a deal on that and that gives me our us a license to ask about almost anything that's a good one mm-hmm. and then they have told their story lots of times and still we need them to tell it to us as well it's not enough reading the papers right because we want there's obviously something in the papers that hasn't come out there's something that isn't in the papers or the journal and to say that okay you probably told this a lot of times before i'd really appreciate it if you could tell me as well well and the question this time is still a bit different So listen carefully because it's a complex question. So we mm. want them to actually listen to it. And I often have to ask this twice as well. And I'm not sure if that's if I'm good enough communicating. Then I have to ask something twice. Uh, <laughs> and it's still as far as I've gotten. So I'm I'm open for input. But the question is this: Tell me everything that you think is important that I know. Feel free to take the short version. But tell me everything you think is important that I know. A resume like that often starts with, okay, listen, board. It started with, and then you, uh, 
you just let them talk. And the cool thing is that when you ask it, frame it that way, their resume of what's happening often is really short because mm-hmm. they've been through a lot that either they weren't interested or they don't think is important anymore, but it's like information someone else said, but they didn't re- really believe. So it'll be like, oh, yeah, I was, um, I was doing fine. I was uh, playing soccer, and then I get hit from behind and uh, almost got knocked unconscious. No one believed me. But then we uh, went to the doctor, and it was actually a sprain in some in my ver- vertebra, one of my vertebras. They uh, say that, uh, but now they say that there's nothing wrong, but it's still hurts a lot and it's two years since that happened like that it's a two-year history in two minutes max mm. because there's so much been going on that they don't think is important it's probably they don't th- think it's important just asking that helps a lot fourth question that i always add in these con- conversations is that when they explain that and even explain what they've tried so far for example to ask them, wow, you have to say, wow, <laughs> because it's all, always a lot when you li- really listen to it, wow, and this is the short version, yeah. So let me ask you, how have you been holding up? And that is often when you can see that they're, you can hear them breathe out, because that's the first time in months or years that someone has given them credit for all uh, the work they put in and all the pain they've been through. But it's, it's so, it feels so hopeless to have this pain. Every, all the grown-ups, all the healthcare pro- practitioners do all, everything they can and it doesn't help. So they feel so miserable. Often, at least when you have parents here, that's when the first tear mm. comes because it's the first time their kids have had any credit for everything they've been through. So mm. those four questions, like... What do you know? Want to know about me? Is there anything I could say I do that won't strengthen your trust in me? Tell me everything you think is important that I know. Take the short version and ask them how they've been holding up. Mm, that's good. It's um, yeah. Yeah, don't you think? Yeah, I was just and also that how is how have you been holding up? Just even me listening to that question for you, it's just. It's a very powerful question. It makes you want to think about how am I? <laughs> yeah. And I don't even. I'm not even that patient, but it's it's a very powerful yeah, question. Yeah, and and you get some bonus out of that simply because they have been holding up with some. Um, they have resources because mm. uh, normally they say no, you have to. They say and uh, then we just say no, you don't. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> but you obviously have. have. Yeah. And but the point is. It really takes a lot of resources to go in pain month after month, year after year. My job is to give them something that they don't already have. Asking for the resources gives us their strategies and then um, you can tell them, well, and most people, they say, well, you have to, you have to just just soldier on and clench your teeth. And so some version of willpower, that's what most use. Mm. And then we can say, okay, yeah, willpower is a good thing. Mm. Mm, can be. It can also be a bit too much if you never, if you're never mm. able to stop. Willpower is a good thing. And I can tell you already, I don't think I can teach you anything about willpower. Sounds like you're 
fully educated mm. in that. What I suggest we do is that we discuss other things that other people use who's been in similar situations. And if you're interested, I can show you that. So mm. we give them credit for their resources and we show them that this will still be something else then. Mm. Just to check that I understood you, the third question was, um, what do what do you think is the most important thing that I already know? No, tell me everything, everything you think is important that I know. That of your whole story. It's just well, an analysis. That I, that I already that I know from the journal or that I or do I not know? Oh yeah, yeah, it's a good thing you ask. The important thing is that what they're often used to is that I've had all, all, all the papers and I've mm-hmm. read through it and I'll, mm-hmm. t- I'll, I'll they give them a resume. Yeah. But that is that gives a very bias on what I already think. think yeah. So I really don't want that. I want their story. Mm-hmm. And I want their story from their perspective. So the question is that if you're my patient, mm-hmm. I say, go back to when your body work the way it's supposed to be like when you're mm. healthy if you can remember that okay and then you start with okay it started with and then you tell me everything that you think is important that i know that you want me to know no no <laughs> i'm sorry i'm thinking I? about uh... Uh, how should i uh, express this then if we turn the turn it the other way around if you tell me uh, ask me the question that then mm-hmm. the question is tell me everything you think is important that i know just say that tell me everything you think is important that i know okay wow that's a different question well it started i was all healthy and it started with the infection we had when we were in spain three years ago and i got really really sick and uh, we got some medicine there some medicine there i don't know what it was antibiotics and when we got home we went to legvakta and the doctor just took that antibiotic said oh this is too strong and he just threw it in the trash bin and uh, since that uh, it, it, i really I, I got back to school but it was uh, it was still i had this stomach cramps and we, we went to our gp and we then went to the doctor they looked down with this tube in my stomach they even put one up uh, from behind to see if there's anything and they checked if they are allergic to gluten and they also took an x-ray everyone says that everything is fine but i have these cramps and uh, now i can hardly at school and i even have to stop riding yeah i, I ju- just don't know what to do uh, the only thing uh, is that if you say that this is only in my mind then um, yeah I, i just can't take that mm. That's a version from my mm. perspective. Everything that's been going on, and it's important to you know that, so much of the information that's in your journal mm. that is, is not, not important, important to yeah. me. Yeah, perfect. Thank you. Better? Better? <laughs> just, uh, just, I don't want to be No, no, no. I, I love it that you ask like that, because these, these are complex matters, and it's mm. not intuitive no. for many of us. Yeah, and it's it's kind of like I had to listen It's almost hard because now I like I'm. I need to always write down when I learn something or like mm-hmm. to to practice and just I need to sit back and write down because this, the the structure of the sentence is kind of off because it's yeah. not what you expect and which is very yeah. cool because you actually have to yeah, use different brains of your brain. Yeah, yeah. Cool thing is that you now you can even listen to it on a podcast episode. I know. I will listen. I love to. <laughs> I listen to this many times, and. Okay, and um, so now we have so we now we've gone through the difficulties like t- 
tired, we've been through everything. Then I have a question about the quiet patient example. Mm-hmm. 15-year-old boy coming in with his dad for mm-hmm. his treatment. Mm-hmm. And you are saying, hi, okay. how's the day going? And it's like there's like impossible to get a word out of this person. Yeah. <laughs> what do you do? <laughs> yeah, that's a pretty standard one. It's impossible. <laughs> And uh, I often, and I, I met the, these many times. It can be really, really hard. But what I learned that when people ask me, then so so, what have you tried? What have you tried <laughs> to, to get them to talk to you? And I would say, no, I've, I've tried uh, both uh, open-ended questions and uh, tried to be just be silent, uh, and it didn't work. And then they'll say, yeah, so what else have you tried? I said, no, but, I, no, but I've tried a lot. Yeah, but, but have you really tried? I've tried everything. Turns out when you go back, what have I tried? I haven't tried everything. I've tried maybe one or two things. Grown-up language, everything means four. I've tried maybe four things. Mm. In my experience, we haven't tried doing everything as we've talked about in the last couple of episodes mm. together uh, in, in combination. So what do we do? Because now we're talking about when you ha- they have someone else in the room as well. The effect we are after is that they have to to open to us. They need to trust us in some way. But to trust us, to start trusting us, they have to start liking us. Here we have. So it does help that you know the name, for example, that you present yourself. Uh, that you apologize if pe- people have been waiting. That you ask them, okay, so what do you know? Want to know about me? Uh, even if they don't reply, trust building just that you give them the opportunity and control mm-hmm. to either say uh, say something or not. And still, sometimes if they have the parents there, uh, the parents know, because they've been through this a lot, so they know that the doctor will ask the patient and the patient will go quiet and there'll be an awkward situation. So they knights armor and they save them from that situation, for example, by answering for them and it, it could be even as even when you're out in the waiting room all I, I say I, I'm looking for Christopher and the dad will say yeah that's us mm. <laughs> so it starts there and that, then we're looking for another effect because then we have to even out the dynamics between them because this will never work this cooperation or treatment when he's when he's going to take responsibility for, for example, getting up in the morning and go do his exercises, or what do I know? How could we expect a 15-year-old to take responsibility for that if he doesn't even have to be responsible for answering to his name? So then we have to adjust that straight away. And then it, of course, helps that you can show that you have good time plenty of time and you are calm because it's better to be calm than sort of lively and funny uh, uh, but still you have to correct then uh, that's dad then uh, right there and then for example by saying when you say i'm looking for alexander and the dad goes yeah that's us and then be able to say hmm that is strange are you are the two alexanders here tonight or today or that doesn't sound like a 15-year-old. Give that short correction. And then they'll look up at you. Mm. And then you'll have the connection and then you, you can build from there. And how about the one who has been to see you? Like if you have a treatment plan with a mm-hmm. 15-year-old and he's been back to you many times. 
He <laughs> still doesn't talk. What are like just to have a follow-up um, consultation? Yeah. What is there like? Cha- is there any chance you can turn the the person the quiet the? Again, if you or is it too late? Did I miss the opportunity? Not, no, no, it's never too late. Just know that who is because uh, often that we think about these patients that's difficult. Then what we know from the research is actually that the less the the doctor has trained on a specific field, the more difficult patients he have on that mm. field. Mm-hmm. So if I. So you're actually telling me I need to train with more having more 15 years old who doesn't speak. <laughs> yeah, I think that, and it has to do in the first consultation. Mm. That so if it comes back like nothing happens, it's because we haven't been able, we haven't focused enough on that. Because okay, one thing is okay. So, wow, you you called Alexander both of you. Okay, mm. so that's one of them. Yeah. But then at, at some point we get into the consultation, and I'll ask them these questions: Is there anything I could say or do that will not strengthen your faith in me? And then if the mere fact that they have the opportunity to say something sure. yeah. gives them the power. Okay, so that helps. We ask the question again. Okay, so tell me everything you think is important that I know. And then they say, yeah, but I've had a headache for three years. Thanks a lot. Okay, Mm. that's what they think is important that I know them. Simply because they don't trust me yet, but that's fair enough. (gasps) Answer the question. Thanks a lot. That was a short version. (gasps) Wow, impressive. We'll get to you later. Mm. I will ask, okay, so tell me this pain you had. What do you think it caused it? If they're still quiet what will happen is that the parents will jump in again Mm -hmm. they'll start explaining so when we show them that we mean what we say we say okay so now okay so there's uh, i think it's a post-concussion syndrome that will say and then we'll say okay so now we know now we know what your dad thinks and what do you think and then they'll say well i don't know then we'll say same as before well that's okay because i don't know either yet still i'm really interested in what you think and if they're still quiet say yeah it's hard to get these questions there so we go on with patient perspective and empathy and we keep on that until they feel that i'm really i'm for real i'm really he seems really interested and he's not letting me get away Mm. with this then they i i still Still to this day, uh, often uh, not in the first, but uh, but now in the second time we meet, they start talking. Yeah. And if I'm not able to do that, I'll uh, have to take a step back and say, okay, where did I not do yeah. this? Right. Yeah, that was helpful. Uh, to go spin a little bit further on that down that path, a new one now, or not a new one, but. A pretty common now is when you have another 15-year-old or 14-year-old, mm-hmm. the parents' concern is how much screen time they are. They yeah. kind of want to say, okay, so it's a 15-year-old boy again, mm-hmm. and they are, first they're gaming, and then you ask them what they, like, when, what do they do when it's a break? Mm-hmm. Well, then it's just go on the phone. So it's like, and then the parents says like, well, he's on the phone and he's on the screen. Yeah. He doesn't know, he doesn't want to do anything. He doesn't want to do anything else. No. What? 
Yeah, and we could. Uh, I've just. Um, this is again the way I run my practice. People research it way more than I have, uh, and I just come to the conclusion that you have to go with the flow. If I'm to go into that I'm skeptical of screen time and we should have it down to three hours so I'll lose them already I've just learned to take a different approach they have to trust me before I can come with any advice at all especially teaming up with the parents Mm. so it's more like I don't have a good answer to that question I still have sort of a different method and Mm. the method comes back to when we say okay so now you have this for four months how you been holding up? And they say, I don't know. Well, oh, I don't know either, but you must do something. Yeah, I look at TikTok, I'll say. Mm. Or I watch series on Netflix. Okay, wow, so you, you're able to do that. So I guess that helps in a way. Yeah, in a way. Uh, that is cool. We're already halfway there because you, know, you know it's not real when you look at the screen. You know it's, yeah. So you have to be good at imagining things mm-hmm. it's like being in the movie uh, or in gaming so you have to be really good at imagining things and that's fantastic because what most people don't know is that w- when you imagine things that's when your brain actually relaxes and when your brain relaxes that's when it's open for change well you already know this it sounds like you haven't used it to get rid of your pain yet but we're already there. Uh, I'll embrace the gaming and turn it into some kind of skill that they already have and then uh, we'll use the same ability they have to imagine things when they're gaming and uh, use that when we want them to relax their brains in a way, way when we start modifying pain or the motivation or the fatigue or whatever so i I embrace Mm. the gaming uh, instead of going into that discussion of how long time because yeah i never i've never been able to get anything fruitful out of that (laughs) (laughs) well thank you board my brain is exhausted (laughs) yeah (laughs) so that's brilliant so if i now try (laughs) to sum up where to start with the difficult uh, not difficult the the quiet where Mm. did i even start first the skeptical okay so first we have the skeptical and then the quiet one Mm. and then the gaming so we'll see what i can actually be able to sum up the big uh, take home message is you need to know all the basic structure Mm -hmm. because when you have the basic structure when you meet a difficult or a new situation you have to have the basic building blocks to just be even build on top on that mm-hmm. and then you we got four questions really good ones that we all need to write down <laughs> and yeah, yeah. I, i've even written it down myself yeah. here so, <laughs> so i'm gonna definitely that. write them as i listen to the through this podcast again and then to get a 15 year old to listen to you or to get contact with you you still have to have the basic structure and you have to acknowledge that they are doing uh, how you've been holding, holding up, up because yeah, they have that they, yeah. have. they have they're been. here today yeah. so, so and you still want their perspective and then yeah. when the parents start talking to them it's like oh now we know your dad's perspective yes. let's see what you think about yeah, it yeah. oh that's interesting what do you, so, what do you think about history and then <laughs> you you have the possibility to team up team up yeah and then then it was the gaming yeah thing and also to acknowledge that 
they are doing some they are learning from it in some way they are having skills they can they are using mm -hmm. to show some recognition and not just rah, rah, get off the screen and then maybe use some of that to build if you want some, them to do something else Yeah, yeah, I think that is a much more productive way in to embrace whatever good is comes from gaming. Okay, there's a lot of bad things, but there are embraced few good things. And there's one thing that re people say to me: "Oh, he's mo not motivated." Well, he's obviously <laughs> motivated. very motivated. He's just not motivated <laughs> to what you wanted to motivate it for. It takes really, really hard practice both to be so focused and I hand coordination and be able to live in that and for everything grown-ups now think that they need uh, you hear that they practice meditation and mindfulness and yoga everything uh, the, the core of all of that is relaxing the mind and the relaxing the mind has to do with imagination focused uh, attention as it's called and that's exactly what the kids are doing when they're gaming So we use that as a stepping stone into how to use their skills in relaxing the mind and their imagination to change what the problems have been. Yeah, just embrace that screen time. Go with the flow. Perfect. Go with the flow. I can like that. Two, you have written a book. I have it in front of me. It's Norwegian. Does this come in English? I wish. The not yet. I think that's uh, fair to say. So he has, a, for all the Norwegians out there, it's called Communications with Patients. It's Trond A. Mjoland and Bård Fosliensen. It's really good. Any other resources? Where, like, if I'm, like, now, like, I just realized I know nothing about patient communication. I just want to become super, super good at it. What sh where should I even start? <laughs> Or is this another, this is a Vulcan? No, no, it's a really, really good question. I'm glad this is a podcast and all that advertise our book. And still, I have to say, when I started doing the research, what struck us was that there's so much research and literature there. Find anything that was so practical that we could implement it in a busy practice trans psychology practice me at the hospital at the time and what we decided to do was to write a practical book for experienced healthcare personnel that they could look up find one thing mm. they could start doing so my advice will be you don't need to buy our book but find something or just something in this podcast that you think oh that I could actually do. That wouldn't cost me much, even in a busy clinical practice. And just start doing that. Start with one thing. Because the good thing is you don't need more books or articles <laughs> or YouTube videos or podcasts, because <laughs> now you have this one. It's all there. What you need is practice. And the good news is we all have so many patience that we can, can practice, practice on. on well and that's you know that's a great wrap-up when you are in practice that means you need to practice you get to practice every day everything you do is just practice practice and you may become a little better each day and at least you will learn something if you do something a little different mm -hmm. thank you so much it's been a joy i could probably talk with you for two more weeks i think because <laughs> you have so many good things to come and i'm so happy that you have been here and sharing all your knowledge with yeah. us it was good fun wasn't it yes it was <laughs> okay bye bye